Okay, sorry. I didn't get my question out. Well, what could I say? Okay, so now you, you know the name. The first baby wax figure created for uh, Madame's, uh, what is it, Tuss? Trousseau's. Trousseau's Wax Museum was Shiloh Jolette Pitt. Shiloh Jolie Pitt. Oh, and yes, Jolie. I think that's true. Okay, daughter, really? daughter of Angelina Jolene and Brad Pitt. That was the first baby. Yeah, true or false? And you're saying true? I'm pretty sure it's true. Okay, what do you say? You say really? That was the first baby ever? Madame Tussauds has been around yep. a million years. Yep. <laughs> yes or no? No. Okay. So you say it's false? I'm saying it's you're, false. And you're saying it's true? I think it's true. It's true. Ding, 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 ding. Isn't that something? I it, vaguely remember that being like a big deal that they were like doing a wax model of their kid. Yeah, the first ever wax infant at Madame's... Uh, uh, is on display at the uh, you know the museum in New York City location. But, oh, that's that, so yeah. weird. Yeah, there's one I'm, in New York City. Mm-hmm. And in New York City, I've never been there. I really want to. I think there's one in in London that I've been to. Oh yeah. But okay. Why would I go to a museum full of life size <laughs> dolls? That would be. Scary. I think it's somewhere in Germany. It's like the world's worst wax museum. Why, and it, they what have makes it worse? The the like they're inaccurate and super creepy oh, wax God. figures. They're creepy anyway, even if they're accurate or inaccurate. I know. It's <laughs> as bad as a clown museum. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the truth. Okay, let's go back to Susan. Susan, are you there? I am, yep. Uh, okay. Um, okay, what, what we need to do is work on your relationship with your dog. I think this is part of what's going on, that he you're being wishy-washy, and he's uh, taking the bull by the horns, okay? Whereas he's okay. doing these things uh, because you are just willy-nillying with him. And so when you go on a walk, anytime you go for a walk, he's walking on a loose lead at your left side, you know, and then at any time during the walk, you can stop, ask him to sit, and then you can say, check it out. Now you stand still, and now he can go do his doggy thing. But then when you're ready, you call him back to you, and now you walk together as a leader. Uh, when you go in and out of the doorways, you say, wait, you go through the door, count one, two, real slow in your head, and then ask him to follow you by saying, let's go. All right? Oh, you got to start doing more, making him think, making him look to you for direction. All right. And so um, uh, just start redoing, uh, doing a stay where you can go across the room. Uh, then let's say have him do a down stay while you're eating dinner or while you're watching TV, where you're across from him, that he's looking to you for direction and waiting for you to follow through. Okay. Then also what I would change up is that when you come home, you just, you do your thing, but you do not go to the kennel right away. Okay, and if you have to okay. put the kennel on like a tarp or something, so if he does whiz out, he's not hitting anything. All right, and okay. so by redirecting and having him see you more as a, a, a stronger leader, someone that is you know need, you, he needs to follow. That I think a lot of this because being that it, it is a definitely an ego thing when he, like I say, is he's fine until he hears the garage or the car or whatever type thing, and so then like I say, then now he's being outside like here. There you go. <laughs> okay. And so that's why, like I said, I would definitely get into doing more uh, obedience with him and then teaching him some tricks. The main thing is to get him to look to you for direction and that you follow through. Okay. You're not going to check to your, look to yourself and say, okay, how does the dog perceive this? Okay. It, you know, it, is, it might be in wishy-washy. So that he needs to, you know, take over the situation or is he following my direction and looking to me for direction? Now, remember, it's not me, master you, dog, by no means. All right. Now, do you use mm -hmm. a training collar at all for him? 
Say that again. Do you use a training collar at all for him? No. Okay, how many pounds is he? He's about seven pounds. Okay. Um, There's two things that you can use. One is called a star mark collar. Okay, and what that is, you people have heard this talk, it, it's plastic and nylon. It's got little uh, pier, blunt pyramids on the inside, and what it does is it poke the dog. You know how if I when I need your attention, I poke you? And if you don't yep. give it to me, I poke harder. Okay, because you can take links out to fit the dog. All right, then otherwise you can try, it's called a no-pull harness. It's by Sporn, S-P-O-R-N. Okay, and you can get, they have small and they have extra small. Okay, and they they explain to you the size, what to measure on your dog to see which one you need, whether the small or the extra small. You can also try that. But you need a reaction to his action that you just don't pick him up and to move him, and that there's a consequence that if he doesn't pay attention, then whether it's the training collar or whether it's that. No, and the no-pull harness is different. It's not like a harness. There's these uh, straps. There's mesh in the chest, okay, and then there's these straps that go under each armpit and then come together on the back, and that's where you put your hook through the loop. And so what the correction is is in his armpits. It's like, woo-hoo, <laughs> woo-hoo. Okay. You know, there's no uh, nothing on the throat type thing. But I've used a star mark collar for dogs that are, you know, like five pounds and up. I've, you know, just made them smaller, and they've, they've worked really well. Sometimes the dogs, if they're not used to, is he used to wearing a collar at all? He is, yep. Okay, because if you're going to use a star mark collar, what you're going to do is leave your buckle collar on and then put the star mark collar on. And so okay. it crosses, and then when he starts listening and not being, because some dogs will wake out like, what the heck was that? <laughs> because they're not used to that feeling. Not that they got hurt. It's just a question of, oh, my gosh, what was that? Now you just got his attention. He's looking like, what, what, what's going on here? Then, like I say, as he gets accustomed and you get go, you're moving forward, then you can take the buckle collar off. Okay. Okay. But, and like I said, you can always make an appointment up at Katie's Canines. You know, I can work with you too. But that's what you need to do now is that he's kind of taken over. He's, he thinks he's, his ego has got needs adjusted. <laughs> and how it's going to get adjusted to see you as a more, a better leader, someone more following and doing things. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense Sounds to you? Good. Yes, it okay, does. It okay, sense. yeah. And yep. then, like I said, now you're going to change your routine when you come home. You're just going to put your stuff down. But now, like I say, you got to tarp down. So in case he does whiz outside, you, you know, I know I, yeah, I understand you got to clean it up. But then you go and maybe go to the bathroom or go get a drink of water. And then what you're, la- what you're after, now if he's, you know, barking and dancing in the kennel, you don't open that kennel. You, do, you can give him a, from the other room. Ah, be nice or settle. And once he's okay. settled, then you calmly go up and you just calmly don't say anything to him. You're going to open the door. And then whether you did now, uh, I would put him on a leash and then take him out to go potty. Okay. So he can't just run around the house. <laughs> and okay. You, you've got control of the situation. Another thing I would do is I would teach him what I'd reiterate potty training. When you take him out to go potty that you take him out like on a 15 foot line, go to your potty spot. Stand still, go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. Then when he does go, good potty. Because that's part of being a good leader. You're in charge. You're just not sending him out and hoping he's going potty. <laughs> okay? You know because you saw it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, and so that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I would start from square one here to reiterate now that, okay, this these are the rules. These are the consequences. You know, and just start. And I know when you look at a little seven-pound dog, you know, they're so doggone cute, and it's just easier to pick them up. And just, you know, no, the thing is, is that the most small dogs are barkers 
and have little attitudes because mm-hmm. they nobody really trains them because they're so doggone cute. They're just easy to pick up and move around. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why what you just got to do. And remember, it's not me, master you dog. I don't use treats. You are the treat. You give a little tickle in his chest, go underneath the chin, down the throat to the chest. And whether you're one, your pointer finger or your thumb, you should be able to feel, or your middle finger, I mean, you could feel that V in the chest and you give a one or two fingered scooch and you just say, thank you. Remember, don't say good boy. That gets them all nutsy in the headsy. It's party time. So you just got to call me say, thank you. Very nice. Now he's lurking to you, looking to you for direction. He's following through. He's holding the thought. He's learning and he's seeing you in a different light. All right. Okay. Okay. Give that a shot and let's see how we goes. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, okay, Katie. You really bet. appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, because a lot of dogs do stuff like that. But when the, the pack is not really a pack, <laughs> you know, if you got a big dog whizzing outside the kennel, man, you'd be in a hurry to figure this one out. But you see what what it is? Yeah, just he's got a little bit of an ego to it. Whereas, hey, take this. <laughs> that was so weird to me because I was also thinking like submission energy pee and but like. The idea of a dog like intentionally peeing outside of his kennel. I've yep. never heard of that. That's yep. super no, interesting. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't happen very often, but that's what it is, is that he's getting himself a tight mom, dad are coming home. They hurt you because you heard the car in the garage. Okay, okay, they're here. They're here. Okay, uh, uh, they're here. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> well, and it certainly gets attention, right? You're you're going to, you know, yeah, but then, but they're like, going to come give you attention if you pee the second thing. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's just a leadership problem is what I feel this is, and that's usually what happens. It is a leadership problem and because like i said we have a tendency as we get older we get lax you know the longer we've had them and but then sometimes the dog is fine with it and then there's sometimes the dogs say hey i can have this house in 0.2 seconds <laughs> watch this <laughs> let's let's test these boundaries there you go there you go what time is oh we gotta go to break oh, yeah good time we'll go to break okay da, 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 da. where do cars like to go swimming where do cars like to go swimming Thank you for tuning in to the KDK9 show. Where do cars like to go swimming? What do you think, Allie? Uh, uh, I'm so stuck on this. Okay. What do you think, Dr. Jess? At the carpool. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, my gosh. Is my brain not working today? Yeah, you're a little short. You know, I understand you had to get up so early all last week (laughs) that, you know, you're just not that sharp today you know you're you know you're lackadaisy is, is there, there any Lake hope? Michigan? i was thinking of <laughs> yeah. detroit she goes back on to now you you go back come back you go back now you can go back to your regular sleeping hours next week right uh i mean somewhat i'm going to vegas next weekend so, oh you are yeah oh so you're not gonna be here next no week? i'm not going to be oh, here who's next gonna be here weekend. Uh, well, we don't know yet. Well, you don't know yet. <laughs> yes. Surprise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. We'll let you know. Okay. But it, well, Vegas, so how long have you been in Vegas then? Um, I'm going to be there uh, four days. Yeah. So Are you I, going with a bunch of people or, I mean, With my parents. Friends? So oh, you, um, oh, wow. it was it was a nice gift for my parents. Are so you driving, flying? We're flying in. So me and my yeah. girlfriend are going uh, with okay. them and we're doing a bunch of nice dinners out and we're going to see a zombie burlesque show too. <laughs> Which I'm very excited about. It sounds like a trip. Oh, yeah, I bet it will be. No, exactly. thank you. No, thank you. 
around Halloween, what is it, downtown Minneapolis, something they have that zombie walk or whatever type Oh, the thing. zombie oh, puzzle crawl. crawl. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, that would scare the bejeebies right out of me. There's no way. <laughs> I've come done some makeup for that for people because I do like some gore makeup. So oh, I've my. done some of that for people. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, let's get to our caller because then after this caller, we're going to talk about the dog flu, okay, that, you know, how the, the, that's going around, you know, how dangerous it is. Is it dangerous? Well, whatever. So we're going to learn more of that from that from Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vets, so right after this call. So what's, who's up next? Well, so Julia wanted to talk to Dr. Jess about um, her dog having anxiety. All right. Okay, Julia. Julia, how you doing? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. What, what kind of puppy so do you got? I have uh, a three-year-old male German Shepherd. Okay. And he has been anxious his whole life. Okay. Um, I, we've had him since he was a puppy, so nothing ever happened to him. It's simply how he was born. Okay. The vet has suggested putting him on dog, doggy Prozac, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. specifically Florentine. Um, 80 milligrams a day, and I was reading some of the side effects, uh-huh. and um, I'm concerned. Yeah, and I don't want to take away this opportunity for him if it will make his life better, so I'm not sure what to do. Okay, Dr. Levy, what do you think? Well, um, let's start with the basics. What are you feeding him? Nutrisource and then as much raw as I can afford. Nice. Okay. Okay, so increasing the raw food um, will typically help these dogs because it gets the sugar out of their diet. So dogs who are on uh, an all-kibble or high-kibble diet, all those carbs for some dogs turns into sugar in their brains, and then it makes them a little crazy. Yeah. So... um, so you can cook also, mm-hmm. you can get dehydrated, you can do raw, uh, you could go to primalpooch.com, she can help you with that. But the big thing is, is that, you know, everybody thinks, oh, now I got to go total raw and I can't afford that. But there's other things other than the dry food that has less sugar in it. Right. And also, you know? if you if you look at the favorites page of my website, there's a lot of resources oh, for go. raw food. Yep. So And what's your it website? Is- uh, holistic-vet-care.com. It is easier to do than you think yep. and also can be very reasonably priced depending on where you get your food. So okay. this is what allows that, me... So that may help? Oh, you bet. Yeah, Sugar feeds the energy. Yeah, this is what allows me to have six dogs that are raw-fed uh, because if I were feeding them one of the super high-quality grain-free dry foods, I would not be able to afford to have six dogs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there's there's great right. great places to get uh, reasonably pl- priced raw food in our area. Um, okay, so I would do that. The other thing I would do is make sure that this dog is getting a significant amount of fat in his diet because fat feeds your brain and helps it function better. So uh, I would start him with like a teaspoon of coconut oil a couple times a day, and then I would gradually increase like every week, bump it up until you're giving him one or even two tablespoons a couple times a day. Okay. And this is on your website, Dr. Jeff? That, the part about the coconut oil is not. But I, okay. I definitely encourage people to focus on the amount of fat that they're giving their dogs because fat is a necessary nutrient. A lot of times if you look at the raw food, there's not a whole lot of mention of how much fat is in the food. And it's because in America, we still kind of, you know, poo-poo fat, fat yeah, and everybody yeah. thinks it's bad for you, yeah. and, you know, they still sell non-fat yogurt and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah. realistically, fat will help feed your dog's brain and kind of help him feel more normal. So coconut oil is an easy one to reach for. 
uh, cheap hamburger, you know, high fat hamburger. That'll also help. Greek yogurt, um, tripe, as long as it's raw green tripe that's manufactured for dogs. So there's a lot of stuff out there that you can use. Um, that uh, the information about the fats is on a handout that is on the appointments page of my website. Okay. So my how to feed a raw food diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, a main question I have regarding these raw diets, how do I know how much to feed him? That's also on the handout that's on the appointments page of my website. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so adult dogs typically eat about one and a half to two percent of their body weight per day. If he is not neutered, um, depending on how active you are with him, he might need as much as three percent of his body weight per day. But basically, with okay. a shepherd, you want to keep him lean. You should be able to lay your hands gently on his rib cage without any pressure, and it should feel like there's nothing but skin between you and those ribs. And that's how you know your dog is in good shape. Okay, so those are kind of food things that you can do to help cool his brain, help his brain function better, get the sugar out of his diet. And I have seen dogs go from very aggressive and hyper and kind of nuts to calm, happy, normal, waggy tails just from the change in diet. Wow. Um, and And then the rest of it is talk to Katie about training your dog and maybe teaching him some tricks because giving your dog confidence is the other part of overcoming yes. anxiety. Huge. And the way you do that is, for example, um, if your dog can communicate with you, the uh, AKA training, and get a response from you, that gives him kind of a little bit more control over his universe versus just kind of being, you know, living at the whim of yeah. the giant aliens. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. And so, and so like those kinds of things are really to be rewarded. Some people get upset when it's like, you want the dog to do one thing or you bring out a treat and the dog's like, look, I can sit, I can roll over, I can give you my paw, I can wag my tail, I can jump up and bark. Like, what do you want me to do? And people get irritated because they're like, oh my God, this dog's insane. But that is actually something to be rewarded and admired when you have a dog who is interested enough to say, what do you want me to do for you? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to sit? Do you want me to down? Do you want me to roll over? Do you want me to? So those kinds of things, if your dog does not do those things, then you want to kind of open up his brain. Like here's some behaviors that you can do. So I'll just give you a quick example. When I got my little mini golden doodle, he was a biter. He was on his way to being euthanized. And a friend of mine pointed out to me that he was not happy. He did not prick up his ears. He didn't wag his tail. He was always kind of looking around suspiciously like, yeah, what do you want? And so what I started doing is I started rewarding him for what I thought of as displays of happiness. So if he had a pleasant expression on his face, I said, good boy, and I gave him a treat. And if he pricked up his ears, I said, good boy, and gave him a treat. And if he wagged his tail, I said, good boy, and gave him a treat. And the first couple of days, he was like, wait, what? I don't get this. And by the third day, he looked at me and he was like, yeah, I'll wag my tail. And I said, good boy, and gave him a treat. And it completely changed his demeanor. And that kind of got him on board, and now he's the best dog ever. There you go. So, so same thing for your dog. I always encourage people to pursue training and also something like a canine good citizen class because that will give your dog a lot more confidence. He, he needs a job, and you build yeah. that confidence to a job and working together as a team, okay? Yep. Thank Hope. you. I feel excited. Thank All right. You. Have fun. a great day. Take care. Okay, why is money called dough? 
Why is money called dough? We'll be back. When people think about personal trainers, they sometimes picture this guy. You know something, Jessica? When I'm done with you, you're going to have the largest arms this side of the continent. I don't want that. But when you join the YMCA, you'll get a free fitness assessment from a real certified personal trainer. So you can set realistic goals, learn what to do, and what not to do. I am your doctor, yeah. And the only thing I prescribe is pain. That's what not to do. And he's not a doctor. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in the Katie Canine Show. We're going to be talking about the canine influenza, canine paroinfluenza, the canine flu in just a second here. But first, why is money called dough? Uh, because you used to have to need dough with quarters. You're close. What do you think? What? I really? don't know. Because people used to trade bread instead of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're kind of on the right line there. Because you need it. Because you need uh, it. Okay, need as in how you need bread, but then also need as in N-E-E-D. So, I'm actually curious is like the real reason. That does not sound like the real reason. <laughs> it is right here. Because you need it. K-N-E-A-D. That's like needing bread. It's in a joke book. It's not true. I know. <laughs> no, this is true. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Canine flu. Paroinfluenza. Okay. Influenza. What are we talking about? There, okay. Becky? So these are, these are two separate things, right? Okay. They are. No, Para, Parainfluenza is um, kind of a mystery disease. Like, I'm sure they mentioned it in vet school, but that was kind of a long time ago. I've never seen a case of parainfluenza, and I don't know anybody who has. Okay. I've never even read a case study about a dog being diagnosed with parainfluenza. Okay. But it's in a lot of the distemper combo vaccines. It's okay, in a yep. lot of the kennel cough vaccines. Yep. So if you look at the distemper combo vaccine, and it'll say DHPP P. or DA2PP. Okay. One of the P's stands for parainfluenza. Okay, yep. Also, the Bordetella vaccines commonly also contain parainfluenza. Um, so I don't know. For me, it's a little bit of a mystery. I've never never seen it. Okay. Never heard of anybody else who saw it. Okay. Um, yeah. So now what's taking now, the now universe late, by storm now? <laughs> uh, some sort of influenza, right? Okay. And so, like, remember when it first broke out in Minnesota and there was something like there were 10 dogs or something who got sick and... Board of Animal Health made a big deal out of it. And like it, magically, there was a vaccine on the scene within like a day or two. Okay. And uh, none of those dogs, I think, like nobody was hospitalized. None of them died. I'm sure some of them got, you know, put on antibiotics because that's kind of the standard treatment for everything. Right. Right. Uh, and so it seemed like a little bit of, uh, you know, intense response for a disease that did not seem to be very serious. Okay. And so just recently, there's been another episode of, I don't know how many cases, some minimal number of cases in oh, Minnesota. Okay, now you back up. Influenza isn't considered a disease, is it? Well. Like parvo, distemper. Yeah. To me, that's a disease. To yeah, me, the it's flu, a virus. Okay, yeah. To, to me, it's, it's the influenza virus that okay, referring right. to. But it's and not, it's a certain one, like, you know, H3N whatever yep, yep, kind of thing. yep. Yep, yep. Yeah. So to me, like I said, when you say disease, you know, that's like polio, 
parvo, rabies, that's a disease, okay? Yeah, but I mean, it, like to some extent, even a common cold is a disease, right? Your body is not in its perfect state of harmony and, okay. and homeostasis. You've got symptoms. You maybe don't feel your best. You're right. a little bit sick. But you're sick. But right. I wouldn't call it a disease. I got a cold. Oh, I got the flu. Oh, it's, well, okay. You disease know. refers to anything that's not perfect health, I guess. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So now there's been another resurgence of a few cases of canine influenza yes. in Minnesota. Yep. And the call has gone out. Oh, my God. Get your dogs vaccinated. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Some boarding kennels are starting to require the canine influenza vaccine, but it's probably about as effective as the human influenza vaccine. So, <clears throat> you know, you got to decide what you want to do about that. Um, I even just recently, I got an email alert from the board of animal health that one dog in Hennepin County tested positive for canine influenza. You know how many millions of dogs there got to be in Hennepin County like that? It, it's just, it's, I, I don't know if they've run out of things to get excited about. Or, you <laughs> it's know, doggy it COVID panic is what yeah, it is. Yeah, really. Pretty much. So um, I, me personally, you know, I did get emails from clients saying, oh, my God, what do I do about this? Do I have to do something about it? So my dog goes to dog daycare. My dog goes to the dog park. They went to the daycare in the dog park before and probably the dogs that were there just hadn't been tested. Mm-hmm. So there could be more cases. <clears throat> but then, you know, same thing, like. Is a positive test the same thing as a case? Okay. Uh, you know, is if, it not showing symptoms? Right. And if your dog is symptomatic, just like you would for yourself, don't send it to dog daycare yeah. when it's sick. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing. I, Me personally, I just, you know, I cannot get excited about these things because it doesn't seem to be, it's not a serious enough disease that we would need to actually take action and do something about it. But, you know, of course, there's a product involved. And so then you have to kind Push of, that. well, you have to kind of, you know, tell people why they need your product. Right? Yeah. 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 Because, uh, you know, they're uh, the Humane Society to prevent the spread, you know, closed. Uh, the dog walk that's coming up in May. Now I heard this and I haven't been able to sustain this. I don't know if you could find that. Yeah. Yes. But, you yeah, know, but there might be a lot of public pressure, too. So then you have people calling and say, Saying, you know, I don't want to bring my dog. What if there's another dog there who's sick? And what if my dog gets influenza? Well, they could have gotten kennel cough there just the same. Yep, exactly. They could have picked but up Parvo. The, yeah, the new animal dog walk. That's I think it's May next weekend, I think. Yeah, it's always the first weekend in May. Yeah, and so and I think they're it's saying... It's still happening, but they're but telling you not, not to bring, bring your the dogs. dogs. Yeah, okay, that's I know, what but I that's thought. what I was wondering. Are they going to allow the ferrets, the cats, and the miniature horses and the goats? Uh-huh. I don't know. I'll go if there's mini horses. I love mini horses. I think somebody brings a miniature horse every year. Would you like to get kicked by a draft horse or a mini horse? Uh, Where where are we getting kicked? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've been kicked by a full-grown horse and a mini horse. I've never been kicked by a draft horse. I don't think I want to. Okay, but a mini- miniature horse will hurt you, but not as bad as no, no. The, think about it, the square inch of a draft horse foot. Yeah. Okay, is huge, right? Yeah. The, how much of his actual hoof can actually you know connect with you is very minimal. When you get a small hoof, you get that whole hoof on your leg, so it's a yeah. direct impact. It's it's worse to get picked 
the smaller the hoof, the worse the impact is to your. I think it depends thing. where they're kicking you. Yeah, well, yeah, well. I mean, Spur- Sparky kicked me once a few years ago, but mm-hmm. you know, it hurt at the time, but it sure wasn't as bad as getting clobbered by something bigger. Yeah, but see that the thing is, is that, like I said, the, uh, the the circumference of the hoof of the draft horse is less will connect with you, whereas mm-hmm. the circumference of the pony, more of it will connect. It will be more dead. But anyway, okay, so how do we? Get I don't out? think I want to get kicked by a horse. Well, that's right. It's, it's, it's amazing, amazing how how powerful horses are. Oh. Yeah, 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 really. Yeah, I know what them dang little soul. But anyway, <laughs> I got bit by a Shetland pony one time. They grabbed my arm up here and didn't want oh, to let yeah. go. Oh. And it's like, yeah. I, I saw I saw some videos on a podcast, and it was like you know a, a horse <laughs> reaches over, grabs this woman's leg, like a normal, yep. regular sized horse, throws her in the air. And, and that's a full grown woman. Yep. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Okay, we got outside track. <laughs> I don't know how we went down that road. <laughs> there's, a, there's a mini horse at the... There was a mini yeah, horse on the walk, yeah. yeah. So, so the walk is not, yeah, you're not to bring any dogs. And, you know, how it's spread, just like in humans, you got a cold or you got the flu, you mm-hmm. know, you come to work, you know, uh, sick, and then you spread yourself around. So that's why, uh, you know, obviously don't go to dog parks. Uh, don't, if you're worried about it, like I said, if you're worried about your dog getting it, right. don't go to dog parks. Right. Don't but, go to right. But the flip doggy. side is that that's actually, I think, not a good way to care for your immune system by isolating yourself and avoiding all germs. Right, 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 right. Um, because the eat dirt mentality. Exactly, yes. exactly. God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. <laughs> exactly, because our immune systems thrive on exposure to other germs from other people so you and i sitting in the same room right now we're exchanging bacteria and viruses and fungi and you know it's it's kind of like a nice uh, i'm not i'm not welcome back next month (laughs) right but it but it's actually like you know dr zach bush when he talks about it it's like a it's just like a nice update to our immune system programs Mm -hmm. right Yep. yep So yep. this is how our immune systems learn is by constantly exchanging microorganisms with yep. other people and with other animals. Yeah, another thing that people don't think of, uh, I know downtown White Bear Lake does this. They uh, During the summer months, they have big uh, buckets of water out of all the stores for the dogs to drink out of, you know. Mm-hmm. But now the thing is, is that I, I bring this up, you know, uh, uh, bless their souls for doing that. But the thing is, is that you don't know what the dog before your dog was carrying. Like, let's say you just got out of a, a boarding facility, he's going for a walk downtown, and then, you know, he's thirsty, and he's he's carrying kennel cough. He's not showing the symptoms yet. So then now, then the dog mm-hmm. that comes and drinks after it might have been exposed to kennel cough or to, you know, to the, the flu, you know, type thing. So don't, I'm a big nut about, yeah, I wouldn't share my water about a guy. I love you both. I love you, Jess. I love you, Ellie. I love you, Jess. But I'm not sharing my water with you. I'm going to secretly okay. drink out of it when you're not okay. <laughs> but anyway, but I'm just saying to people that I really get worried about this. You know, it's just like, why mm-hmm. share your bucket of water with other dogs if you're worried about your dog getting something? Personally, I'm not a, you know, huge, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but there's people that are always out and about and stuff like that. So that's why you should always bring your uh, water. You bring water for yourself. Bring water for your dog. Yeah, I would probably have more concerns about the water being fluoridated. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Not wanting to let my dogs drink fluoridated water. Yep, no, that's very um, true, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's reasonable. But I think on the whole, um, you know, we can't really avoid every single disease no. that's out there, and it doesn't benefit us so to do so. So if you build so. your, our immune system up, well, they have and to your think dog's too, immune system right? up. And like what you were saying, you know, when do you get the kennel cough vaccine uh, compared to when are when is your dog going into the boarding kennel? Right, right. So getting it the morning of is not really a good, a good well, idea. It doesn't work. Right. All your vaccines, 
it takes at least two weeks to build up the antibodies, correct? Yeah. So yeah. if if you're going to go like a week before and have all the shots done for your dog, you mm-hmm. know, like the kettle cough or the, you know, the flu, mm-hmm. uh, if you choose to do that. The thing is, is that it, the dog hasn't had time to build up the antibodies. That mm-hmm. if he does come across that strain, could bite it off. Right. And also vaccines are, are to some extent immunosuppressive. And so a week after vaccination, basically, if you get vaccinated, your immune system then has to deal with all this stuff. So yeah. your immune system is under assault yep. and it takes at least a week and longer for your immune system to recover. So basically, uh, you know, if you give your dog all its shots because a week from now it's going to go into the boarding kennel. That's probably really bad timing because your dog's immune system is going to be so stressed. And then of course, then there's additional stress of going to the boarding kennel. No matter how much your dog loves it there. Yeah, no, that's true. All of a sudden, can't recommend enough Rover in home dog sitters. The dogs prefer it. Yeah. In home dog sitters. Yeah. Because then they only have to deal with, they're humans not being there. They're in their house. And so that's more. Well, comforting. but even if they go to somebody else's house, it's different from going to a boarding house yes. with the, the, the barking and the concrete yeah. and the unfamiliarity and the things around you that you can't get a sense of. Correct. Yeah, I feel like all the dogs that you can feel are in there or have been in that space but can't get a read on. That's yeah. like, think about that. Yeah. It sounds nightmarish. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is that you got to think ahead. If you need shots for a stay or whatever type thing, it takes two weeks to build up the antibodies. But now let's say, and this is what drives me nuts, a dog will go in because it maybe it's lethargic, it's not you know feeling right or whatever type thing. And uh, so then the vet goes, well, while you're here, let's update the shots. Do you do that to humans too? Yeah. And so it's like, you shouldn't be getting any vaccinations if you're not well. Right. <laughs> and doesn't it say in all the garbly goo you read about it? Only administer to a healthy animal yes, or a healthy does. humor. Yes, Not, it does. Yeah, and so then I don't get that when your dog or yourself is in the toilet. Why you are putting yourself, like you say, the the, the immune system is is taking a hit, trying to right. gather everything together. Right, and I think I think there's a lot of misconceptions about vaccines. So I've seen veterinarians treat vaccines almost as if it's like a magical cloak of immunity. So I give you this vet, this magical injection. And now you are protected and you have a force field around you Mm. that will protect you from the world. And that's just not true. That is not how vaccines work. So vaccines take a toll on the immune system. You have to have the resources to respond to a vaccine. The purpose of vaccination is antibody production, which takes time. Um, but it, but like your body has to have the resources to manufacture those antibodies. And then there's all the other crud that's in the vaccine that yep. you, your body now has to deal with. Yes. So dog vaccines are full of mercury. Yep. They, they have formaldehyde, antibiotics, the stuff that makes them pink. Okay. You know, there's all sorts of junk in there. Yep. Okay. Hold on to that thought. Junk in there. All right. Okay. If you want to borrow money, which animal can help you? If you want to borrow money, which animal can help you? Hello, we're winding her down to the show, so hang in there. Okay, here we go. I got chocolate on my book. <laughs> chocolate. Apparently, I had some on my finger. By the way, if you want to borrow money, which animal can help you? What do you think there, Miss Ellie? A cash cow. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. That's a pretty good one. How about yourself? A lone shark. That's a good one, too. Very good. Okay, what they have in here is a lone wolf. Oh, oh lone shark is so much better yeah, than is. lone wolf. I totally agree. So look at that. Could have had three different. That's very good. There's uh, 
uh, Polly. He we used to every once in a while fill on the board. And um, when uh, I had these books here, he would take a stab. But like I said, some of the ones he came up with, like just now, there mm. was different answers. And boy, he could he was really smart, you know, to to come up with it. So it was pretty cool. Okay, back to. Okay, how, first of all, how can they get a hold of you, Dr. Levy? And how can they go to your website to learn all your favorite things? Uh, my website is holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. And so then, like I say, now we're, uh, you, you've got a lot of information on your website, links to places that mm-hmm. can help. Like, when I, try to, I try to help people out since I, I, I'm booked out a couple of months at this point. Yep. And so I think on the appointments page, I put my handouts there and said, you know, here, this will help you get started. Yep. And then on the favorites page, there's links to raw feeding videos and places where you get raw food and yep. trainers and chiropractors and good there you go etc i don't mind if we go to k the letter k letter t letter k number nine dot com uh same thing i've got a lot of you can go under links and i've got tons of links there for people what mm-hmm. rescues um pet euthanasia uh which i had to do this week this was a sad week i had to put uh uh walter down my cat of 18 years and he was a mess when he got him and anyway walter has lived many lives in his life you know how they say a cat has nine lives i think walter had 29 <laughs> <laughs> he was quite the thing and is as said is really it's kind of profound you know i've just kind of been caregiving him uh, as far as Walter was Walter, he he loved to be petted, but he didn't want to be held. But then sometimes he'd want to be held and then need the hell out of your leg. <laughs> and so anyway, it's it's pretty big hole. I was really surprised, but I had uh, uh, blue skies uh, uh, euthanasia come out. You know, they come to the home and stuff like that. So blue skies, S K I E S, out of White Bear Lake, and so awesome people. Um, Sarah came out, and and so anyway, so it's it's always hard, you know, and but. That's it, it, that's the hardest decision. I almost called and said, "Oh, let's give it another week." But the thing is, he was in so there's so much with Walter, and the thing with him is that I finally got it. He needed to do. He was tired, you know, of mm. different things that was going on. He having had a couple seizures here and there, and just just different things that happened. And so it was time to, for it to let him go. So, go Walter is now down to four cats, one horse, and twenty four chickens. <laughs> And that's wow. it, on a 20-acre farm. I'm pretty sparse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. so Godspeed to Mr. Walter. He was a character. And if you met him, you remembered him, I'll tell you. So anyway, okay, back to the vaccinations as far as this remind. When it, it takes two weeks to build up the antibodies. Now, there's some, there's some, uh, now the, when my horse had a reaction, and I never saw a reaction before, his neck just swelled up, you know what I mean? He could barely lift his head off the ground. And so then I rolled up my sleeves like, what? What is a vaccine reaction? I don't, I don't get this. Never heard of it. I always thought vaccines were safe. But anyway, so somebody told me to the, the Pat McKay book, mm-hmm. Natural Immunities. I love that book, and that's what got me started at understanding how vaccines work, and then to do my own due diligence and be comfortable with the decisions that I make. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to Pat P A T McKay M C K A Y dot com. She does have a new website, but that patmckay.com will link to her new do- her, her new website and she's uh, about feeding good uh, what raining cats and dogs raining cats and dogs yep. is her raw feeding book yep mm-hmm. and then we got mm-hmm. natural immunity which helps break things down and just get you to look at anything and so and then another one that i love is shock to the system uh, by Old Driscoll, capital O D R I S C O L L. If you want it, the whole thing is is gathering information, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you making decisions that you uh, are okay with. 
Right. Instead right. of just being a drone and say, here's my dog, here's my cat, here's my horse, you know, do whatever you got to do. No, why are we doing it? How often are we doing it? And and what selective ones yeah. maybe I do and I don't want? Yeah. I mean, the you know, the risk is real. And this is something that is not popular to talk about. No. <laughs> and something that, um, to some extent, uh, medicine... Uh, refuses to investigate, right. but vaccine reactions are real. Yeah. So, um, one both of my, humans and animals. Yeah. So, yeah. one of my clients, actually a dog I hadn't seen in about 10 years, um, just because, you know, he'd been living life and doing well. And his owners, uh, something came up and they had to board him. Mm-hmm. And so they took him to a vet, got him a rabies vaccine, and he was dead within about three days. Wow. Yeah. And it, it can happen. I mean, granted, you know, random things can happen. Yes. But there is risk there. And I think, too, like often the older our dogs and cats get, the more the risk benefit ratio tips mm. towards risk. Yeah. So, it you know, it's worth thinking about vaccines. Um, I will say natural immunity. If you go to patmckay.com and it'll, like Katie said, it'll redirect you to whatever her current website is. You can read the whole book, book. natural immunity for free. Yep. And so like each chapter is a separate PDF file. And you can just read it right on her website. Yep. Yep. And so it's, yeah, it's full of a. I thought that was really cool for her to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Yeah. Like I said, it is a touchy wicket vaccination for both humans and animals. And the, but the whole, the only thing is, is empower yourself, you know, and then make decisions that you're comfortable with. Right. And then you, and you know why you're making what you're making. You can do whatever you want, you know? So like Mm -hmm. I say, but just don't be a drone. And so, and then, oh my, I didn't know that happened. (laughs) Right. And for puppies, um, I always recommend um, Stop the Shots by John Clifton. Yeah. It's a very short book, large print. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of walks you through the basic vaccines and kind of helps you decide what you want to do. And then another good one is Vaccines Explained. By Lori Coger, L-A-U-R-I-E, and her last name is C-O-G-E-R. Okay. Same thing. And it kind of gives you a couple of slightly different perspectives so that you can make decisions. I get a lot of emails from people who say, you know, I picked up my puppy and the breeder said he's due for a shot this week. But, you know, oh, my God, I got to make a decision. Calm down. Breathe. Yeah. Life will not fall apart if you take your time. Right. Educate yourself. These are small books with large print yeah, that they the, it, but, but, he, but it's like you oh you're you're hardly ever going to put your dog at risk by saying let me give this a couple of weeks because i got to look things up right. i need to investigate yes, this yes. and make up my mind for what yes. i want to do yes. just take the time breathe yes breathe mm-hmm. okay and then like with the like i say with the doggy flu that everybody's you know up at arms about if you're that worried, then, you know, keep your dog out from uh, not interacting with other dogs or drinking out of other dog water bowls. But the better thing is make your dog's system healthy. Yes. So that if he doesn't come in contact with it, it's a cold. It's a flu. Yeah, he's going to feel sick. Nobody likes to see their two-legged kids sick or their four-legged kids right. sick. But you can bring them out of it by better nutrition and just bring that immune system up. Yep. So the Probiotics, thing is, is, fish oils. Yeah, and don't hit the product panic button about the dog flu. Okay, folks? Okay, well, thank you so much, Ellie. Once again, another week. And now you can have a week to get some sleep before we go to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Dr. Jess, thank you so much. What's your thank website? You. Holistic-vet-care.com. You guys have a great week. Train on.